Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good hey everybody my name's bryce hansen and i'm your host along with i'm david day i'm foremost expert in scare no no we got a great show today today we're reviewing titan the french horror thriller that I'm still processing. From Juggernauts in Hollywood, California, Titania. <laughs> I promise I will stop that. Um, just a couple quick plugs. Check out our website at horrormovietalk.com. Um, also, uh, join us every second Saturday on streamlounge.io where we have a watch party. Every second Saturday we watch a horror movie with y'all. And um, if you're new to the show, we post new episodes every Wednesday. We have for the last nearly four years, and we will not stop. Um, If you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. We start off every show by giving a brief synopsis and review for the film. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 5 being average, and 1 being bad, 10 being good. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can listen up to that point and bounce. Later on, we'll be doing a perennial favorite, taglines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if it, it should it be should should the should the turn of phrase be perennial favorite? Shouldn't it be annual favorite? I don't know because per, I think perennial. I don't know the actual definition of perennial, but I go, perennials are the things that die every year, and annuals are the things that come back. I think every time we do taglines, it dies a little. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Man, this coffee you got is goddamn jet fuel. I am riding up. I am just like shooting rails of mm. meth here. I mean, I, go, I don't know do what that's shoot like. rails of meth? I don't know. You uh, explode. I don't think... Don't you snort rails? I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah, but that's another way to say snort. It's, shooting? You, you gotta be in the I lingo. shooting meant you injected it. Well, I shoot it with a gun, because I don't do meth. <laughs> shoot it up your nose? I No, I... Pew, oh, pew. It's, you I get sh- one of those, like, those I, fly guns where it shoots rock salt? No, I shoot it away <laughs> from me. I, I put it on the ground, and then I fire bullets at it to, mm, okay. to, to make it disperse. Make the crowds of meth disperse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we watched who uh Titan. It's on Hulu right now, and I'm still recovering. I'm going to skip the trailer because it's a French movie and the t- trailer is just music that we probably get flagged on. French. Pizza. <laughs> oh, just such a dick, David. Uh Titan is about a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> What isn't Titan about? Uh-huh. Okay. It's not quite a tit. 
It's not quite an ain, but man. (laughs) So to answer your question, I don't know. Dad, what's a Muppet? (laughs) Dad, what's a Muppet? Well, it's not quite a Mupp, and it's not quite a puppet, but man. (laughs) So to answer your question, I don't know. (laughs) Um... It's not quite a mop. <laughs> Just kidding. It's about the world's most famous female auto show twerker slash serial killer getting pregnant from fucking a car and posing as a grieving father's long lost son. Whoa, so spoilers. You know, hey. So you know that old yarn. Yeah. Yeah, it's confu- uh it is um it's a journey. It's it's a journey. It's kinda like Lord of the Rings, you know? Mm-hmm. So you start one place and then you got this long, confusing, scary trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, to someplace else. And it's like, it, I mean, it's straight up copy scenes, like that scene where Legolas gets his hair caught in Bilbo's nipple. Right. Ring, you know? Yeah, and uh, and the part where, um, where you know, uh, Frodo brutally murders most everyone he meets. Yeah, with a chopstick. Yeah. Yeah. Am I getting... I feel like, I feel like these movies I've are I've seen it a lot of times. I think it's exactly alike. Okay. Um, so this movie is really something else. Uh, there are obvious comparisons to David Cronenberg since it has some great disturbing body horror, but at the same time, it's not like anything I've ever seen before. You know, another one that is an obvious comparison, but it's like not, not quite is, uh, Tetsuo Iron Man. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely drew that parallel. Um, early on with this one, I mean, it's not, um, Tetsuo the Iron Man is not nearly as watchable as this. No. I mean, this is, this has a lot of humanity, whereas Tetsuo feels like you're being raped by scrap metal. Yeah. And, and it's a strange because this simultaneously is about like someone without humanity, kind of like, it's just. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. Uh-huh. It'll be a good spoiler section. Oh yeah. Um so there's very little hand holding to the point where it's never quite explained why the protagonist does the thing she does, but it's a, it's apparent that even the protagonist doesn't know either. <laughs> like Well, it's ex- it's go they go to bare bones effort to, to I mean give the motive. the one motivation that is obvious is self-protection um well we'll get into it we'll get into it um it's a dream it's a dreamlike film with evocative lighting disturbing imagery and lots of tits uh despite the bizarre plot and sphinx-like protagonist there is a deeply human core to this film it examines the inscrutable nature of desire compulsion and loss i liked it a lot and see why it got so much buzz last year I wouldn't say it's a must-see, but if you're in the mood for something really weird, this is a really good movie to check out. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely really weird. Um, oh, man. I, I'm not exactly sure. Like, this checks a lot of boxes that should make it make me like it. Yeah. Um, but I think... You it, really like inscrutable movies where it's like, it. I don't quite... Yeah, get they just didn't do enough uh, to to make me um, 
t- there wasn't enough connective tissue to make me kind of like care. Um, yeah. And and I think it's because the protagonist is so um, divorced from hu- her humanity mm-hmm. that I just kind of go, I don't know. I don't know what this is yeah. exactly. I don't know how to feel about it. Like I, and so I, um, you know, I, it was definitely uncomfortable. I, what, what made you... What made you want to watch this movie? What made you choose this? Oh, this is one of those that was a new release last year that I felt like slipped by us that I think would have been really interesting to watch. I can't remember. I mean, it was during the pandemic, and it was probably hard to find a screening of it anyways. Yeah. It was easy just to say, like, oh, we'll cover something else. It's a foreign film, so limited exposure here, but it got enough buzz among people that like indie movies and you know the a24 crowd that that likes the stuff that i think it won the uh palm d'or prize at uh uh wherever that prize is given out can film festival um so it's 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 a good movie um it's slightly outside of the wheelhouse yeah of what we cover but it's definitely oh yeah a horror movie yeah like without question, um, but I mean, I I just really like. Uh, I knew that it was going to be interesting, and I like interesting movies. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's, it's better than watching another cookie cutter, like rebranding of whatever yeah. slasher or reboot of a reboot. You know, it's it's a. Uh, it was very unique. Yeah, and it, that gets a lot of points for me. Yeah, no. So this is definitely like a shock a shot clock three-pointer kind of scenario where it's like uh the movie's just like we're going to we're going to take a shot, you know, we're going to go right. for the moon here <laughs> and uh and we're going to see if we can sink it and it's either going to land for you or it's not. And it almost landed for me in a in a few areas and it did land for me in uh, towards the end. Uh but there was just too many missed missed shots in the middle and in mm-hmm. the start. Um, but it's horrifically violent. Um, there is that. It's very uncomfortable. And uh, one thing I really didn't kind of appreciate about it was it took, like... This is going to sound weird, but it took, like, sexuality... To and and like wanton nudity to the point where it just felt mundane and mm-hmm. kind of sad, right? Instead of kind of titillating, right? Well, I mean, that's kind of an interesting part of it because it starts out where you're like, ooh, ooh, this is kind of titillating, and then very quickly descends to like, yeah, uh, those aren't. Those are not sexual objects. Those are just flaps of meat now Mournful. To me. She had mournful tits. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's quite a ride. It does a lot of stuff, and I do respect it for setting up a lot of the unspoken stuff. Like it does a good, like you go, and there aren't a lot of motivations. It's unclear as to, but if you t- if you take a look. A, a couple beats and think back to it you'll go oh wait it kind of does do its due diligence to set up a lot of stuff um yeah 
but it's very tenuous. Like there's a lot of you know, there's it's it's a strange it's, movie. Whatever whatever you say, it's definitely open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a a a movie that is similar to this in its like kind of art house weird low effort storytelling like uh depravity that i liked more than this was fried berry mm. um uh which is i think a shutter exclusive right now use code hmt at checkout to get on shutter uh but yeah this wasn't as is it just didn't didn't hit, it didn't get my feels as mm. much yeah where are you giving this uh yeah as far as a score um i i really liked and i think there's a lot that's really interesting and this can stand the test of time this is one of those like i feel it could be a cult film in a decade where people are like have you seen this movie Mm -hmm. it's crazy you have to see it um so i'm gonna give it an eight um it's not like you know it doesn't capture my heart necessarily but it captures my intellect and my interest thoroughly and i i would like people to see it um if they can stand it um but i was i was close to giving a seven like a high seven but i i think it tips the point for me where it's like this is a really good movie yeah i think there's i think you're in a lot of uh good company you know i think a lot of people um probably feel that exact same way which is like no, like artistically and for the genre, this is pretty. This is a pretty impressive effort mm-hmm. and goes a lot of places that you know. I mean, so one of the big places is horror is a lot of things to a lot of people, and to some people, horror is literally just a masked man walking around with a knife, um, mm-hmm. stabbing people to death. Right. But uh, but it's like you know in our journey through this podcast i've kind of realized how broad um and and weirdly existential horror can get and and for and how specific it can get too right and this movie is both of those it's broadly um existentially terrifyingly weird and then it's also specifically fucked up <laughs> like um and so for that, I will I will nod to it. But uh, in terms of just enjoyment, mm-hmm. in terms of like, I will never watch this movie again. And it's not because I hate it or anything like that. It's just, I got it. Uh-huh. I, I, I got it. Thanks. I, I get it. I saw it. It's fine. I don't have strong feelings about it. This is a five for me. It's like, hmm. yeah, okay. Like I... And I like I see all the things that it does. It just didn't do it in the right. It didn't turn my gears in the right right. order. You know, it was it just was kind of like, oh, I get it. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a much more it was so divorced from emotion. uh, While simultaneously being like slathered in emotion. I don't know. Um a movie that worked, and I've said this a couple times, I just think about it a lot, even though we watched it, like, maybe two years ago. I'm in touch with my humanity. Is uh, Possessor. And yeah. I've said this a lot. The Possessor, well, yeah. Possessor really got, like, hooked me in and then made me care. And this just kind of left me there, and I sat there watching it going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh, okay. So I just... 
it just didn't touch my humanity. I'm in touch with my humanity. I, I was not in touch. Um, yeah, I'm really surprised that you gave it a give it a five. Um, it, it's it, it's strange when you're scoring because it's like if you go back and you're like do the gut check, you're like, so I'm saying this is as good as the Prodigy. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just I. Yeah, but it's but, like it's but, what it's how it hits you. Yeah, you it's know? how it hits you. And, Not only it, that, but I, I was I foolishly gave the prodigy a five. Now, it, right. like looking back at it, it's like the prodigy was really a three or a four. Um, um, yeah, yeah, man, it'd be so hard to go back and adjust things. I have an I have an idea for you know one. It's this is years down the down the road, but. When when this podcast gets big enough that we need to be doing, you know, two, three, four episodes a week, um, I have I have a uh, a series that we can do, which is revisiting old reviews mm. and critiquing both the movie and the review of the movie yeah. and being critical of our old selves, right? And being like, I'm, ch- I think I would retroactively change this. It's so, I mean, we talk about this probably more than it's interesting but saying that you're a reviewer and having to tie yourself down to yeah. a number is it's so like dumb. it's it's dumb but it's also like it's a standard that forces you to take a side <laughs> that you can't always defend right but like you realize like oh the reviewer's job is to take a stand and say <laughs> it's this yeah and my opinion matters cuz like I, this is this is what's funny. It's like you listen or you read other people's reviews of movies, and you realize, like, oh, yeah, they're putting zero thought into this. Like, why they like it or dislike it? You know, they're like, no, it's, uh, we're agonizing over this. That really. movie's dumb. Yeah, it's like just like so. It's so formulaic. Didn't you? Did you liked the part where he got the chainsaw out of the wall and it just worked? Dude, I didn't fucking know. No, that's care way that's that. way more thought than than what I'm talking about. Like it's when people are like No, that movie's dumb. Yeah. Or they're just regurgitating whatever the internet opinion I, of I it is. I had to kick out one of those dudes out of the group yesterday. Really? Yeah, I sent you a Oh, was it the uh the guy that was just like calling names and he was like, Who the fuck are you, bro? Just a troglodyte. Just like the dumb I mean his eyes were pointing different ways, <laughs> you know. His whole identity was like, it was like the Slipknot masks, you know. Like, did you think I'm retarded? A little bit. No, I didn't think. I knew. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, you know, you just got to keep it cordial and be like, hey, don't don't call people names. And then he's like, ah, fuck you, ass lips. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Who cares? What are you? Who are you? I'm the owner of the group. Bye. <laughs> Have a good day. Oh, like I give a shit. There's 10 billion horror groups out there. Okay, go bother them. Have fun getting yeah. kicked out of them too. Like, yeah. What are you? Tra- what are you fighting against? What do you got? <laughs> Why don't you tell me what I don't know? Why don't you tell me what I don't know? <coughs> so, David, will you please give me a hug? Yes. You know what's not confusing is the deals at nightchannels.com. If you use code HMT at checkout at nightchannels.com, you'll get 13% off your entire order of some amazing horror-themed, occult-themed. They've added a lot of anime 
themed uh, t-shirts and hoodies. Um, it's fantastic. Like, thank you guys for supporting Night Channels. Um, it they're a really great sponsor of the show. And again, all we ask you to do, if you're a fan of the show, all you got to do is go to nightchannels.com and browse because I'm so confident you will find a design that you're like, wow, that's awesome. I'm not going to be be able to find that anywhere else, and I need that on a T-shirt. And it's a fair price, and you you get pushed over the edge by that extra discount. Let me let so me just t- go to nightchannels.com and browse. Yeah, just browse, and let me tell you the power of this. So, so first of all, thank you guys for doing that last month. Last month, um, you know, I I kind of I, I was our numbers with Night Channels. Uh, weren't doing as great, and I said, you know, just go check out the new arrivals, and but more importantly, just support them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you guys apparently showed up in mass droves and did that. And do you, you know what? It wouldn't work if their shit wasn't good, right? That's and so that's why we say just take the night channels chat. Just go to nightchannels.com, check it out, and. There sh- it's, the shit speaks for itself. Yeah. You're going to see something and you're going to be like, God damn, that's the coolest fucking shirt I've <laughs> ever seen. And then you're going to buy it. So use yeah. code HMT at checkout when you do. Get that 13% off, nightchannels.com. Um, if you're listening to these commercials, and there might be a little more than is normal <laughs> um, due to changes in uh, circumstances, um, you should know that you don't have to listen to these ads. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk and join to get the advanced access to the episodes right as we finish editing them and we take out all the ads so you can get just to the juicy core of Hell that watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> also check out our shop on horrormovietalk.com slash shop. We've got logo tees and stickers and probably add lots of more products that can um yeah, push my brand dude i i i have this idea for like just just stickers that don't really have a strong connection to horror movies but do mm. that we that we should get justin or justin dust i was thinking about justin murphy uh-huh. um that we should get dustin to we should commission him to do which is just like okay like a die cut like set of tits and like down to like a slim waisted torso and then just cover it in blood. Right? Mm-hmm. So just blood splatter all the way down. That's a sticker. It says HMT at the bottom. I would put that on my car. Okay. Are you kidding? Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, wow. Okay. You know. uh, we could brainstorm. Shut them. It's a okay. good, good idea. F- oh, my God. Uh, speaking of Dustin Goble, check him out on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And make your artistic dreams come true because he takes commissions and they're fucking awesome. Um, we plugged it at the beginning of the show, but we're going to plug it again. We have this series of shows at the Kiggins Theater in downtown Vancouver, Washington, that we're really excited about. And we want as many people within the sound of my voice that either live close enough to travel or are wealthy enough to travel <laughs> to Vancouver, Washington to see a movie with us. Um, uh, we're going to start out with The Exorcist and 
uh, move on through the next four months of some really hard-hitting horror movies, and we're really excited to have kind of a live element and, and produce a show around some of our favorite horror movies. Yeah, I mean, th- this, I really can't, I, like, if you can't make it, that's fine, but if you can do us a favor and just share the badass poster of two cult members with our dates and stuff, just share that on your social media and with your friends. Even if you live in, you know, in somewhere far, if you, even if you live in Kansas City, just just share it around. I, I really want to get the word out about this, and I'm really excited to make it a great show. And, and if listen, if it does well, then maybe... Maybe we'll take the show on the road. Maybe we'll fucking show up in Kansas City. (laughs) You know, that's that's where this like the long game of this is. So help us out and then maybe we can come meet you and uh, and motorboat them bloody titties. (laughs) You got to bring it back. That's called a callback. That's a callback. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks for listening. Let's get into spoilers. So, Titan. This point, we will be spoiling this very spoilable movie. Yeah, um, for you, Agatha Roussel. Whew, what a beautiful and unique-looking woman. Yeah, like kind of some Tilda Swinton vibes going on here. Of like kind of androgy, like the way she is right. presented in this movie is very androgynous sometimes, mm-hmm. and then other times just hotly feminine mm-hmm. where it's like oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. but man what a um what a forceful presence on the screen what a great uh casting yeah and i think this is just another uh great movie from the director julia Ducournau. um she's directed raw have you seen Raw? No, another French movie that lots of people love. Yeah, that one that one I like more than this one just because it's so raw. I mean, it's it's more relatable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and more interesting, but also very similar in in the um uh the style of storytelling where it's like just show don't tell uh-huh. kind of thing. Um but that that movie's fantastic, and um, this one is similar, but but way more artistic and and uh, way more stylized. Um, so it starts out with Titan. <laughs> You're gonna have trouble with that, huh? I guess is is that her name in the movie? What is her name in the movie? Did Alexia. Hey, Denya. So her name in the movie is Alexia slash Adrian later. Um, and she's in the back seat. She's a little girl. And I don't know what, what did you gather from the opening scene? Cause she's like humming. It sounds like she's imitating the engine sounds yeah. annoying the fuck out of her father. Yeah, She's revving as a, as a little kid would. Um, mm-hmm. so clearly, uh, clearly focused, um, intently on 
you know, on mimicking the sounds of a car. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if it was implied that there was some kind of latent sexual energy there. No. Okay. So yeah. So walk us pretty through, quick. So walk what, us through the scene, and then I will, and then yeah, I'll so tell what, you my interpretation. What happens is she's she's humming. She's bothering her father, who's trying to listen to the radio. He turns around to, you know, scold her. And then when he takes his eyes off the road, they get in a crash. She's taken to the emergency room and they perform an operation where they fuse a titanium plate into her skull. And she's left with a curly Q scar on the side of her head. Yeah, real alarming looking scar. And and then as she leaves the hospital, she embraces and like kisses the car. So there's like some kind of love aspect immediate to the car and i couldn't tell whether that was there before or whether that was a result of so this is this this is the critical setup to the rest of this movie that makes me go oh no they really kind of really tried to do a lot and it's all implication it's all implied um but so i'll tell you how i read all of this which is number one at the start of this movie we understand something about her relationship with her father, which is, it is not good. Her dad is not a cool guy. He's he's not kind and supportive of her. He's, at the very least, authoritarian and uncaring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much the only way we ever see him right. uh, with her through that throughout this movie. So that's number one. Um, number two, in the moment when, while... She suffers a traumatic head injury, like astonishingly traumatic head injury. She's focused on cars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then, boom, massive head injury. And presumably, this is what I took out of it. Now we have the absolute now now it's just locked in her head right of, of just some the, the fetishizing yeah she's she was obsessing over cars at the moment of impact and now boom locked in so now that's kind of how i read uh the start of this mm-hmm. which is like oh you uh there's two things two traumas here right there's like this terrible relationship with her father because her father was scolding her at the moment of impact and also like I was obsessing with cars right. at the moment of impact. Yeah, that's an interesting interpretation that she was locked in. I I felt like there might have been something there where there was like an attraction to cars. Maybe not a sexual thing, but it's, like it's a, hard. It's hard kind to of know a, an obsession kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, that's definitely at least locked in after the surgery. Um, and then what does it do? It jumps forward like a little bit later she's still young she's not like an adult i can't remember what happens in that scene yeah i mean it just further uh cements that bad relationship with her dad where her dad just is kind of like you know she feels bad Uh Uh, she's got a stomach ache or something and her mom's like oh have your dad take a look at it because it's implied that he's like some sort of doctor or something well that yeah that's later well, anyways, so so she's like grown up now, and it shows her highly sexualized um, at this car show. And what I can gather is she's the most famous auto show twerker in the world. 
<laughs> yeah, I definitely got that vibe too. <laughs> it was it was weird because it's like she has fans that like follow her around to trade shows and like boat shows and auto shows. And it's like, which is just a weird, funny concept to me where it's like, no, it's like, it's no, the that, no. objectific. It's the purpose is objectifying women <laughs> at auto shows. They're like, no, we just need a pretty girl that isn't a human. She's just a body, and oh, she stands next to the car with her tits out. There's definitely the vampirella of car shows. You know that th- that's a whole scene. You Is know? there? Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's you know there. We ban- should get her on the show. Some, just- if any of you knows the vampirella of car shows, <laughs> reach out to her. Tell her that horror movie talk wants to interview her. Oh yeah, like that's just so easy. She's in her in like. She she has people. She's in her seventies now. She's, she's watching her grandkids. She's moved on. Yeah, it's I I just um. Yeah, you you get into those these like specific communities, and then you go, oh yeah, I forgot about Rule Thirty Four. Right. You know, it's just like, <laughs> of course this exists. Right. You know. So she's she's there, and then there's some um, there's an obsessed fan. That approaches her from in the parking lot and like, you know, just men, this is not the way to go about it. Don't follow your obsession in a dark alleyway and start running after they run away from you. Yeah. Catch up to them. yeah. No, you don't understand. I love you. It's love. I swear. It's, uh, hey, don't be worried. Please kiss me. Oh. So yeah, and then he gets pretty. Uh, yeah, well, we'll say this: this man ha- had no idea what boundaries were, and if he did, he was all about disrespecting them. Uh-huh. Disrespect your surroundings. <laughs> yeah, this man was not cool. And so she responds by stabbing him in the ear with a chopstick, fully murdering this man. Fully murdering this man, which. She doesn't seem to be too broken up about. And to be honest, this this first murder was like it felt justified. Be like, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, can- oh yeah, no. It starts out very reasonable. You're like, oh pff, yeah, d- dude was. I mean, it's not quite justified, but it, you get it. Uh, you know. I mean, dude, uh, if some dude come up to you uh-huh. in your car and started mouth french mouth kissing you in france where they do french mouth kissing um that's the only kissing that they do in france mm-hmm. i mean that's why it's called french kissing oh well if he started french kissing you in france mm-hmm. um and and we're assuming you had long luxurious hair that could support a chopstick i think are you telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't go we've crossed a barrier here he's just moments away from putting it in my pooper i don't know i would yell at him get the fuck away you know uh-huh try that first and I, then when he like yeah, tried to climb on top of me then yeah. let's say he's much bigger than you and stronger how how about then mm, yeah i mean it's uh you got a moment you got an opening his ears right there boom there is, yeah, because if he starts climbing on top of you, he's probably going to grab your arms. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, you have a you have a window of opportunity here, and it's like, hey, man, it was him or me, you know, kind of thing. Right. 
I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like, this oh, is what the, I the most justified or it makes the most sense. Later on, she just commits wanton murder. Oh, yeah. All it, over the place. It devolves very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think before that moment is like the shower scene, which is the first scene where it's just like, we're just going to show all the tits now. And yeah, there's a she leans down at the same time, gets her hair caught in this other girl's nipple ring. And it's a little. Oh, is that what it was? It was a nipple ring. Yeah. Okay, that makes so much more sense. I was like, "How does your hair get caught on someone's nipple?" Because I'm like growing my hair out now, and uh-huh. I'm like, "I don't want." Should I worry about that? I, I don't want to have to worry about this too. Like, ooh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there's a lot of sexuality in this movie, and between like her being an object of desire um, of men at the show, but also seemingly the women in the shower. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah, brother. And then she's, you know, washing the the rape off of her after mm-hmm. she murders the guy. And, uh, <laughs> and there's a knock at the door. And this is like where it turns really dreamlike. A big, she, booming, masculine knock. Right. And she goes directly from the shower into, like, the showroom. Yeah. She's like, Water still dripping. It's really artistic. It looks pretty awesome. Water still dripping off of her body. And there's... It's really artistic. I loved it. I mean, it was. It's great point. Wasn't it? She was, she was dripping. She's all naked. All right. I don't care. I stand by my statement. No, I, I know you do. Um, And there's this, like... Stand erect by your statement. <laughs> old... I don't know what I don't know cars. Looks like a Lincoln. Like yeah, an you old know, it's 70s like a uh, low rider kind of kind of car. Yeah, it's it's one of these Yeah, it's one of these cars up on hydraulics, you mm-hmm. know, like an old Pontiac or something like that that's uh Yeah, so she climbs into it and It's well, but it's let's be clear. It's it was knocking at the door. Right. Like the, like she opens the door and it's like it's sitting there with its headlights on. Like gazing at her, <laughs> their headlights meet. Yeah, their headlights meet, and and he's and he, and the car, like revs his engine. He's like vroom vroom, and she's like, "You ready? Vroom, vroom." Yeah, if this starts getting weird, yeah, just I mean, that's where this movie goes. Is right. <laughs> it's a lot of things, and uh, I mean, as much as you can show in a not pornographic movie, she proceeds to fuck this car yeah she really takes it you're really i mean uh it would really help me if i could just see the gear shifter just to know what we're working with you know yeah i i was unclear as to how the insemination actually happened but right. it did happen right like there was definitely motor oil way up in that canal <laughs> like blasting you know like high psi mm-hmm. boom this is like hot, hot hentai loads. levels of oil getting shot up into hot loads that chasm. Bang! Fuel injection. Yeah, <laughs> brother! <laughs> High five! Very nice. Um. So yeah, and then it's kind of left at that. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're just, just like, just happened. Okay. 
So then you're kind of like smoking a cigarette and trying to figure out where your sexuality stands. Uh huh. You're just like, okay, so uh, I didn't think I was attracted <laughs> to women who are attracted to cars, but for some reason I have a half chub and uh, now I have to figure out what this means for mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's that moment where you see Patrick Bateman with his clothes off and you're like, Mm, get see those cum gutters. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's a thing now. I wonder what. <laughs> Got to explore that. Your Windows tells you. <laughs> Notification. You're gay. <laughs> uh, oh, well, you know. Um, yeah. So what did, what did this, did this remind you of anything? This reminded me of like. Those weird sex, um, uh, oh yeah, fetish yeah. videos of yes. like the woman from that's, the BBC, the woman that's like attracted to roller coasters. Yep. That's exactly ex- that's the exact clip uh-huh. that this reminded me of. Right. Is that that woman <laughs> who's like all about this specific Ferris wheel in Gloucestershire, and, <laughs> and she's like. I just love her so much. You know, she just gives me this feminine energy, and so that's how I know it's a her. But yeah, it's so weird that not only I don't. This is, I guess, this is my uh, uh, bigoted side, but it's weird enough that it's uh, a roller coaster that you're attracted to, but also you're a, you're attracted to lesbian roller coasters, right? Yeah, I can't. specifically. <laughs> Yeah, Bryce, can you just open your mind a little bit? <laughs> can you fucking leave, check your fucking... Oh, that's a bridge too far. ...white cis male privilege at the door, just to accept it. It is a lesbian roller coaster, mm-hmm. okay? Lesbian roller coasters exist. Deal with it. Deal with <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> but she, like, gets married to this roller coaster, and then there's, like, scenes of her, like... Like hiking, she's in a skirt and like, I think she either hikes down her panties or she's not wearing any. She's yeah. like, we're directly in contact. And you're like, Did she presses. She's, yeah. She she's presses rubbing her cooch up against up against the cold steel of a roller coaster. And she's like humping this thing. And there's like families walking by. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, the, there's little kids with cotton candy walking by. This lady's like, mm, yeah. Oh, I love you so much. I just can't wait to fit your 430-ton steel frame inside me. <laughs> Rusty bolts and all, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and you're like, and that, that, so we went to Disney World a couple months ago, and uh-huh. I'm not going to lie to you, Bryce. Like that Space Mountain. It really moved me. It occurred to me. Uh-huh. Like, they're building that new Tron thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. I wonder where Tron could take my dick. Uh-huh. You know? It's not a very big unit. So, I bet all over the place. I could just... Uh-huh. I could just... But, you know what's really unfair? What? Like, she gets to hump a roller coaster, nothing happens to her. But I guarantee you, if I hacked down my pants and started humping a roller coaster, the cops would be all over me. Mm-hmm. There would be there would be SWAT teams. It's it didn't, it's a double standard, man. Yeah. Where's the standard. love for the cis white male? For who's the humping. cis white 
Yeah. I guess, I, I, guess I wouldn't humper. be cis if I were humping a roller coaster. And then there's like people that actually like just fuck cars. Yeah, you know, like entertain, mm-hmm. which is the movie that we forgot yeah. to, that we were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so and then she starts having a stomach attack, uh, a stomach ache attack. Her, her stomach attacks her, which isn't that far from the truth. Um, and she's that's the scene where like her mother asks her father to check her because he's a doctor, I guess, and he's like tired of her shit. Like, uh, this feels like a tummy. Shut up. Yeah. Whereas there's a weird unspoken thing where she's like, she grabs his hand to check more and he won't. Yeah, it's... All of this movie is just implication. It's uh-huh. like you said at the start. It's There's no hand-holding here. It's just like, you gotta take what they give you and very, very liberally apply it to the people in it, right? To their traumas. Like, this is a movie about um, family trauma and who it hurts and how and mm-hmm. like the weird fucking ways that people go about trying to fill those voids left by those traumas. Right. Um, and yeah, her relationship with what is What's his name? Vincent later on. Uh, yeah. Vincent uh, played by Vincent Linden <laughs> uh, is, you know, is like, a father figure mm-hmm. that she didn't have and is accepting of her and protecting of her all the time, you know? Right. So it's like this, oh. It, it hops around a lot in the beginning mm-hmm. between the the flashback and the auto show and the, the murder and then the fucking a car. And then it goes to her, <laughs> yeah. like, f- fucking some girl. And it's like, Oh, She's yeah. licking her nipple, which is, you know, I like. And then immediately transitions into biting very hard. I'm like, do not wrote, like. Here's my. <laughs> do not like. Do not like. Here's the, here's the two notes I wrote. Uh, licking nipples. I'm on board. Biting nipples. Less on board. <laughs> this is the next bullet point. Good touch. Bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> and the girl's like, what the fuck? And then. um, Yeah, I hope that was a, a false nipple. Because that nipple got, I mean, that'd be. I mean, a, there's probably some people into it, but bring Jesus. in the stunt tit, and the, like the scene like that is like, what are, what was the point of that scene? To indicate that she that her sexuality was divorced from, the from empathy, like mm. it, it like she has. Like she behaves more like a like a machine, like a car. Than you know, like a like a robot uh-huh. that's just like exploring its weird robot sexuality, right? Uh, than than a kind, loving, caring person because, and you know, like there's so many weird implications. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she has metal in her head, right? Mm-hmm. And now she's been like fucked by a car, so and she's got like tummy aches. So presumably, uh-huh. there's a car baby inside her, right? <laughs> and then we're shown. That there's a car beat because she starts leaking oil. Yeah. As, from her cooch. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I'm car pregnant. <laughs> and she attempts to perform a chopstick abortion <sighs> that failed. That was, like, pretty disturbing. This movie does n- is not going to 
be a pleasant experience for you. Like that's no. the whole point is this movie is unpleasant. Yeah. Um and then it shows her basically murdering an entire apartment full of people for no real apparent reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, well, I I guess I learned to like murdering people now. Right. It's uh whew. It's it's a lot. He she has to engage in homicidal behavior <laughs> cannot be corrected. <laughs> yeah, and and it's all throughout the movie it, I'm asking myself, is this all in her head? Like it feels so dream nightmare has a, such a nightmarish quality to it. Yeah, but no. And it's so surreal that you're like, what is is there going to be some unifying truth that's going to tie all this together? And the answer is no, not really. <laughs> like, yeah, she sees Just, news. You're along for the ride. Yeah, she see, She tracks her, like, so she turns into some, like, serial killer in the south of France. Uh-huh. And then the news is reporting on her throughout the movie, you know, and she'll, she'll like, loosely keep track of what the news is saying about her killing spree. Right. Uh, and then she goes to disguise herself. Um and this is an interesting scene because it's actually not that hard to disguise yourself, especially if you're a woman that's attractive, I feel. Like, all you got to do is just be not attractive. Just don't put on makeup and wear frumpy clothes and no one will recognize you probably. If you're going from, you know, the most famous auto show twerker to just some frumpy gal on the street. But she, like, cuts her hair... And then she... She breaks her own nose. Yeah, she breaks her own nose. Pretty uh, convincingly. It's like, you know, you can just wear sunglasses. <laughs> wear a hat or a wig and sunglasses, and you're fine. No one's going to recognize you. Have you ever seen, like, uh, any YouTube videos on on techniques for disguises, like what the CIA or clandestine organizations would actually do? No. There's some really, there's like a really interesting YouTube video of this lady that was like in charge of disguise. And she gave a lot of information. A lot of stuff was probably still classified. But basically like the aim is to be the little gray man. Like so so inconspicuous inconspicuous that like you just don't even look at people that don't matter, you know? Right. (laughs) And like. And there's masks that are just like, oh, you just, uh, if you're not looking close enough and if a guy is like wearing a mask and sunglasses, it's like, that just looks like a, a dude, kind of a middling, ugly dude. Oh, that's Gary from, from Omaha. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, there's a really interesting clip where it shows how to do a quick change where you're like just walking into a crowd and it doesn't take much. You're like, you have Step a, one, break your nose. You have a bag. You walk into a crowd, you take your shirt off, put on a jacket or something, and that's enough to where like people just don't recognize you now, <laughs> like because it's like oh, you go from it, it's it's weird how easy it is to trick, yeah, people. It's like you cha- you were one shape and now you're not that shape, right? How did you change into a person, not I'm, you? I'm going to show you this picture of Agatha Roussel, the lead actress. Um, and her defining characteristic of her 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 uh you know headshot 
is definitely her long slender nose you know just perfectly straight and um and i mean she's gorgeous yeah uh, but if you take that but what they chose to do is be like oh like her defining characteristic like her facial character is her nose mm-hmm. and then they just fucked it up like right. fucked it up yeah um and it did it changed her it did change her from a attractive young woman to a yeah a slight young man you know who she looked exactly like after she'd broken her nose and like finished her transition Mm -mm. exactly like mark zuckerberg (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) like disturbing without eyebrows like and you know strangely inhuman yeah it's like wow she Zuckerberged herself. She she got zucked. <laughs> you got zucked. <laughs> um. So she disguises herself, like wraps her tits in in uh, in gauze, and uh, and her just beginning little bump, little baby bump. And she goes off, and she she sees some posters of of abandoned or like like lost children like projecting what they'd look like in 25 years or whatever. And then she goes and like says like, oh, yeah, I'm this lost kid. Yeah. And the father's like, yep, that's my boy. My boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. This. They're like, should we do a DNA test? No, I know what my boy looks like. Up until this point, this movie just was so detached from my empathy or uh-huh. like, and that's really what hurt this movie i feel like for me was this first half mm. it was just so ugh. but this relationship that she gets into at so she yeah she she poses as vincent's lost young man young boy and suddenly it's like weirdly interesting but also like so sad it's like, like a car wreck you can't look away from it yeah it's very much like, oh, this dude will do anything to can just to have his boy back that he lost. And he's so weirdly broken from, you know, p- presumably the trauma of losing his boy. And, yeah. And she's so weirdly broken from, you know, the head trauma she suffered as a child mm-hmm. and her father not caring about her. And now they're like both kind of like, like fixing each other kind of. Yeah. It's like a weird, um, like compulsion on both their parts. Right. Like it's inevitable and tragic. Um but also kind of beautiful and yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It it grows into something you know, still weird but a little <laughs> more, you know, human. The did you ever see the documentary Imposter? Um no. I don't think okay, so. Okay, so there's this documentary and it's really interesting. It's basically close to this story. Oh, was where, this the 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 Canadian girl who got, or the girl who got adopted by Canadian parents that was kind of like... Close. Um, It was was like this American boy that got kidnapped and then he got found in Spain and they brought him back and he was like, you know, dealing with trauma and he was all different. But it was just a con man saying he was their son. Yeah, there's a lot of this stuff. And there was so many, like, (laughs) it's really interesting because 
the cognitive dissonance of these people that wanted their son back right. and are, were willing to believe these, at any at any cost at any cost. Yeah. So like things like he had a different eye color and he had a French accent <laughs> and he's like the kid's supposed to be like 15, 16 and this guy is like 40 something. So it's like all these things where you're the instant you see him, you're like, well, that's not right. But that boy ain't right. the desire to believe and want it and like being protective of your son and possible like horrible trauma and what that does to a person like there was a lot of implied from that. So and the, the story that this guy weaves in the documentary is basically like, oh, yeah, I was taken and then passed around in this pedophile ring um, and raped and they injected my eyes to change its color and they wouldn't let me speak English, so that's why I have a French accent now. So stuff that's like just absurd. Like, well, that's not how things work at all. But that story, they they just one hundred percent bought. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so trauma. Sad. That's so yeah, sad. it's really sad. And that's exactly like what happens here because it's obvious that you know is not his son, but the the subtext is this is the effects of trauma right. on this boy that he's unrecognizable and has no personality because of like being raped i guess yeah alexia yeah she wraps her feminine figure mm-hmm. in in a by the way in a in just a body horror like style like right. it, it is not pleasant to constantly wrap your tits and your stomach up right and it goes from like ooh you know like oh yeah it's like she's wrapping them up and then you see like after the first couple days it's just like raw with like bruising just and, bruising and abrasions and abrasions you're like Ugh, stop yeah. stop yeah, and um, and and she goes to great lengths never to talk in front of Vincent, you know, right. and, and this upsets the Vincent. Um, but there's an impl- implication on everyone's part of like Vincent's like, like I protect you, like you're my son. No one can convince me otherwise. Uh-huh. Like that, he does say something like that. Uh-huh. Like, oh, uh, we don't talk about my kid. Shut the. F- uh. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and so, and so, like, there's, like, this, it's like a contract that he and she kind of sign up for. There's, like, this little bit, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I know, but. And it gets more we can that be, way as time goes on. We can be on. that role for each other. You, Your dad sucked, and I can be the kind, protective dad, and my kid's gone, and you can be my son. So this whole world with Vincent and, like, the firefighters, like... <laughs> yeah, by the way, so her newfound dad is a firefighter, uh-huh. right? He's a structural firefighter, an old man. Yeah, and he's, like, taking tea, um, like, injecting his ass with... What is tea? I'm assuming. Well, I mean, I guess anabolic steroids. Would, steroids would more, or testosterone, something yeah, like that. something to, you know, to train. and Jazz up them buns. There's this kind of compulsion around that and but then there's this weird aspect of like very homoerotic like there's a weird kind of non sequitur dance sequence and then they 
become more frequent. Like, this is just a dancing fire station. <laughs> this fire station dances. Fucks. And, uh, and I, th- I st- stood back and I was like, you know what? This is probably what it feels like for women when they're watching female characters that are written by men. It's right. like, just something doesn't make sense. And they're like, what? So, like, if you're if you're a man writing a female character as kind of a side character, you're like, they're overly, overly sexualized. They're, like, obsessed with, like, yeah, weird that's a good point. things that, like, aren't, they're not filled out characters. Like, they're yeah. not normal. It's yeah. like they exist to be a certain thing. Yeah, to be a sex object for men. And so, like, it's weird because it's. It's the opposite. It's written bit. by a woman and a guy, I guess, but it feels like a character. But <laughs> like it's a directed male, by just that woman. Yeah, it's, it feels like a character written by a woman that like has a weird conception of what masculinity is. Yes. So there's like an obsession over like um testosterone. Yeah. And but also like this the good old boy thing is a little bit more than good old boy thing. It's yeah. like, oh, that's kind of gay. Yeah. It's like, so it's like when you when you see a movie where girls are having a sleepover and all of a sudden they're having pillow fights and yeah. like taking their shirts off and stuff. It's like, that's what, yeah, that's what sleepovers with girls are like, right? That's what you just get your tits out and start playing, and then you know you fall over each other and go hee hee hee. Like I imagine women, they're like, oh yeah, firefighters, they just like they just take their shirts off and start dancing, they just dance with each other. You know, guys. Rubbing it's up been on a each long other. Day. I put on some oil. Listen, it's been a long day. We lost that kitten in the fourth story. <laughs> I just need to dance. <laughs> I just, Ooh. I just got to dance it off. Dance right. it off. Dance, dance. <laughs> yeah, it's and very then also that. also kind of like the ta- toxic masculinity of not being able to express your feelings and force like the person that you love to like let you love them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a little broke back mountain. I'm gonna hold you down and love you. I'm gonna love you so much. You're gonna wish I didn't love you so much. I wish I could quit you. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was like probably the most interesting thing to me was like that's a really good point. Yeah, I didn't quite. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, it was unpleasant for me, so I just blocked it out. Yeah, because the character's so weird, and that whole world of like what is this what is this you know <laughs> yeah no just that's, imagine like taking because you've seen it you, doesn't make me angry or like make me like feel it does you know how sometimes women will be like oh gee yeah, yeah, i'm just tired of the the non-stop stereotype right right well this isn't a non-stop stereotype so it doesn't offend me it's kind of this one-off like Right, but you could imagine if every movie you watched written was by this, a woman was, was this per- perception of this masculinity, weird. and you're like, why doesn't he act like a human? Right, yeah. This is such this is such unbelievable characters, and and the women but also, are like, yeah. hey, shut up! I, I'm I'm getting off to this, please. But yeah, the yeah, that's that's weird because like women in men's minds, like the the lizard brain is like, fuck, I want to fuck. You need to be a character that will allow me to fuck you. We so it's like sex. hypersexuality. Yeah. And then with women, it's like, protect. I need protection and safety. And so, like, the interpretation of this man is like, he's forcibly protective. Yeah. <laughs> Just 
Just like, ugh, so protective. Ah, I'm going to protect you so hard right now. Mm. I'm going to protect you so hard. I'm going to inject testosterone into my ass cheeks every single day. I love protecting. Mm. (laughs) Well, fucking. Uh, Yeah, so. Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, I love this. This is, is, now I'm a full point more now that I understand this, this. I, I like it. I want to be sexualized in this way. Mm-hmm. I'm all about this. Um, and then pretty quick, several times throughout the remainder of the movie, she's found out because it's not that hard to find out. It's kind of hard to hide the fact that she's, you know, nine months pregnant with a, you know, mercury inside of her. Um, and the, like the coworker like figures out like, oh, you're probably the serial killer, but the father won't listen. The mother shows up and catches her like undressed. <laughs> so like fully pregnant with her tits out. And she's like, listen, you need to be good to my husband. Right. Okay. He thinks you're his son. So can you just p- please like, can you just keep, keep him seeing your arms? <laughs> I like to say the arms. Yeah. Can you just, can you just keep all this tits and stuff? Can you just, Treat him good. Can you keep all this under wraps, please? Thank yeah. You. And then it gets to the point where the father even, like, obviously understands what's going on. And, and he says the line, if I don't care who you, who you are, you're my son. You'll always be my son, whoever you are. Yeah. So it's like, please don't. Just let this be a thing, you know? Yeah. Just, I, it's okay. Um, And this is skipping over a lot of body horror, like, which is a very prevalent um, theme where she's like, unwrapping herself and like she's so pregnant and she's like itching to the point where she like pokes a hole through her stomach and there's oil inside and like her abdomen is ripping and it shows chrome through like these chrome stretch marks kind of thing yeah it's very again like this movie shifts in and out of these dreamlike impossible sequences where you're like oh like you can see the fuck the the car baby inside of her because her stomach rips open in like these big gaps and then somehow like she gets better you know it's like uh this big she's got like some big steel womb inside of her that's just like just trying to rip through her skin and um man is it unpleasant to uh to see and to think about uh but it's also kind of dreamlike because it, uh, hey, we got a, is this a caller? It's also kind of unpleasant because, or uh, or dreamlike because it fixes itself on occasion. It's like, oh, you, you have a massive hole gaping open in the, to show your womb. And then like a couple days later, we're good. Like, it's okay. I fixed that. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, what is this? Is this a dream? Ask me, ask me if I'm a truck. <laughs> ask me if I'm a truck. I'm trying to find that meme. I'm a trunk. Honk. Honk. Um, so, yeah. there. And then, like, you're, you're wondering this whole time. It's like, is she going to give a birth to a fucking car? Yeah, how is this... What is going to happen? Is a car going to like rip out of her like the alien? Yes. Through a chest cavity? And 
And then finally, the birth scene comes. And it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, she gives birth and then immediately dies. And we're just seeing this newborn, and it's got, like, this titanium spine poking through its skin. It's very much like Neo being born from the Matrix. Right. Like, that's the aesthetic. It's like the birth of of uh, auto jesus yeah you know yeah we call him uh this is optimus prime yeah hang on i'll find it go on so like that that moment where you feel like uh, you're looking forward to a moment where like well this is all going to tie together and this isn't just going to be a series of events that are strung together mm-hmm. that uh, don't quite make sense but make you feel weird yes like that never really comes it just ends with another one of those occurrences that just makes you feel weird well, again like, again there's a lot of implied uh bullshit here right right um which is uh okay so you have vincent who um is supports her to the end uh-huh. uh despite her not being his son Oh yeah. Also, and then, sorry, skipped over something. Oh, okay. I'll get back. I'll get back to it. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. And as this as this baby is born, oh, that's the Michael Bay sounds. Well, yeah, quack 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 quack. As this baby is born. He's now he has a kid. Now he has a kid. Yeah. And it's a son. But not only is it a son, it's like a transformer son. Like it's just like what? It's um so it's like you don't ever get to forget that this isn't your son and you had to go through the trauma of losing that other girl who wasn't your son. But now you have something else. Like, there's yeah. all this weird, like, he gets to be the good dad that she didn't have to her child. Uh-huh. And, like, the generational impact uh-huh. of all this can maybe be a, made right, even through the incredible struggle of having a Transformer for a child. Uh-huh. Like, it's just like, uh, you're like, you're doing all these mental gymnastics to try and, like get what they're going for, like the Uh thing that they're trying to say, but it's just also loosely, it's like, and it's a car baby. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so there's one part I skipped over in one of the many dance sequences (laughs) that, so there's a firefighter dance sequence and they're all being very masculine and there's like a mosh pit Mm. and she's like being flung around and, and dance with, I said to myself, like, what if she just started twerking like she did in the beginning? Yeah. She was just, and then it happens. It's great. (laughs) Like she gets like pushed up to the top of this fire truck and she just starts like working it and just doing the whole like stripper routine. She's like, excuse me, boys, I got to go to twerk. And, uh, and that's when like the father's like, oh. Yeah, goddamn slutted it up in front of my peers. Um, so it comes full circle. <laughs> okay. Like, it's so weird. It's so surreal. This is a very surreal movie. Like, 
Yes. The ultimate, like, I don't know what's going on, and there feels like there's a ton of meaning that I don't understand. Well, and that's the that's the real problem. And there's, there's, there's so much of this is kind of implied or unearned. It's just like it's just like loosely flopped. Well, out yeah. There. That's see. What's funny is like usually I'm on the other side of this argument where you're like, oh yeah, that's the part I like. Is the part where they don't tell you what's going on, and I love. Yeah, it. but this is like this is just flopped out there like a big floppy limp dick. You know, it's just like yeah, and it's like no one wants that pick. You know, it's like okay, fine. You get a half chub at least. Oh. Find me the cartoon transforming. That's Starscream. Uh, yeah, let's go cartoon transformer sounds. Let's see about that cartoon. Here we go. No, not that. No, I got it. It's Here. okay. Here. Stop. Do not flick. Transform two. <laughs> That's the sound I'm looking for. Wheeljack. <laughs> There's this YouTube video that I'm on. It just has the subtitles. It just says, "Che choo choo che choo choo, choo choo che choo choo, choo choo che choo choo, choo choo che choo choo choo." Instead of being called Tatane, it should be called Che choo 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 choo. Quack 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 quack. Che choo and Tamu. Oh man, that was my childhood. That sound. I love the Transformers. Um, more of a Dino Riders kind of guy. Dino Riders and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Big time into those Dino Riders, baby. So, yeah, that's the that's the movie. And that's how, kind of how you got to leave it. You go, so that happened. Yeah. Okay, moving no, on. Okay. <laughs> moving I on. mean, there's a lot of, like I said in the beginning, like, I feel like the, the themes that it explores are like compulsion of being like driven to do something that you don't quite understand why you are. So like her attraction to cars, like what pushes her to kill people, what pushes her to like be an imposter. Like these are all like inscrutable elements of the story where I can't tell if she understands why she's doing these things. It's pretty clear that she doesn't. Yeah. And furthermore, it's not like the thing that she's trying to figure out. Like she's right. just in survival mode throughout right. this whole movie. It's not like she's like, "Why am I the way I am?" Right. It's just I'm a robot. I try to survive. <laughs> I'm a truck. Honk honk. <laughs> <laughs> and and the the other side of it is like exploring loss and um like self delusion with the father of like really wanting something so much that you're seeing things that aren't there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so a lot of yeah, deluding yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of like really interesting aspects of that to come out of something that just is such a weird series of of events strung together. Let me just say that the casting in this like pretty great. Yeah, um, yeah. and and I'm talking all the way through like. So the little girl who plays her at the start looks, it must be related to her. She must be, they must be related somehow because they they are 
spitting images of each other. Um, I'm going to, I'm looking for the, the, whoever plays the, uh, let's see here, Alexia as a little kid. Um, anyway, and I'll, I'll let you know. Um, no, they're, they're not related. Wow. That's amazing. Adele Guig. Um, man, I can't believe they're not related. Yeah. So, um, so who would like this movie, David? Oh, uh, you know, people who like uh, real uncomfortable body horror, kind of like Cronenbergian. Um, people who like stuff that is horrendously violent for the sake of violence, kind of. Uh, it's, this isn't... Um, this is like yeah. a strangely complicated, uncomplicated lane. You know, <laughs> yeah. like... If you're into A24 movie, if you liked Lamb, you'd probably love this movie. I don't know if I. If you liked Lamb, but also really liked David Cronenberg. See, like, I like Cronenberg, but and I like Lamb, but I don't know. It just didn't didn't strike you. Didn't strike me. Hmm. Super duper. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I th- I think like it's a big vibe. Yeah, and it's, it's a all... very big vibe. And also, I wonder how much of it is, like, the fact that it's French. It's the same thing with, like, I don't understand if this is weird because it's weird or it's weird <laughs> because it's foreign, you know? No, it's is weird there, like, because some... it's weird. Is no, it something it's just... that's tapping into that I don't understand? It's like, mm, no. No. Yeah, the French have, a, ever since the Maginot line, they're just constantly obsessed with putting steel into things. They're just like, yeah, put it in there. No. So that's that. Moving on, let's get to taglines. Here's taglines. Remember that we have an intro to this? I love it. That's a good... That is a really... Mm-hmm. What a super duper intro. <laughs> That's really super. What is taglines? Taglines is a bit where we write alternate taglines to the movie we're reviewing. Full stop. And they could be funny. They could be awkward. They mm. could make you cringe. Yeah. How many do you got? I got four. Yeah, I think I got four. Okay. Uh, I'll start out with... Well, I won't I won't lead in. Titane. Putting the tit in titanium. Titania. I have to disrespect her pronouns a little bit for this one to work, but just bear with me because okay, it's okay. it's a comedy bit. So just, you know, stick with it. Titania. Her pronouns are beep zoom. <laughs> <laughs> They're also action words. Beep zoom. Titan. French for challenging wank. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Challenging wank. We don't we use the word wank enough. I know. I wank off. Yeah. You wanker. Uh, Tatane. Car owners need to know that motor problems can come from using low quality oil. Always use Penn's oil. Titane. It takes the asphyxiation out of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> Dang, that's a banger. <laughs> the asphyxiation. Titane. 
Stay protected. Always change your oil filter before <laughs> dumping oil in your favorite rig. <laughs> and my last one, Titane. David Cronenberg's Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> my last one is just is very simple. Titane. Dangerous tits. <laughs> These tits are dangerous. Uh, Do not grope at your own risk. Yeah. She will... Fuck you. Squirt oil in your eye. Yeah, do not attack these tits. And maybe you'll come out alive. Yeah. She really goes on a violent, violent, very specific, like, ear-stabbing spree. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotta stab those ears. that's, That's a calling card. Man, I sure do hope that everybody had a good time with this show, and I also hope that they take us seriously when we ask them to please head on over to our Horror Movie Talk Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook group, and share that Kiggins Cult of Horror um, poster that we have. Um, It's got, you know, if you want to buy advanced tickets, uh, tickets are limited to this um, it's not a huge theater, so make sure to get yours in advance over at kigginstheater.com. Theater is spelled the classy way with an R-E at the end instead of an E-R. So kigginstheater.com, that's my, our first show. See The Exorcist in theaters. That's This is like the movie mm-hmm. that put movies on the map in terms of big theater-going experiences. So... Um, I mean, people were waiting in line for weeks to see this when it came out, and you get a chance to come see it at the Kiggins, March 25th. Doors open at 9, show starts at 9.30, and we're going to have giveaways. We're going to have lots of fun stuff. Free popcorn on this first show, so come check it out. And we'll see you then. Thanks so much to all our patrons for supporting us and our sponsors. Please, um, again, reach out to us. Uh, Call us at 6... Eight two two five three four four six eight to leave us a voicemail, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat. Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny. Begs to donate money. Fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, rum, sin kiss. Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Gastritis, knee colostomy Turn Patreons into human centipedes David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert And go with fucks hard, profess
professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, Rob Snuffkin. In the woods, always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Killer on the phone, ain't no sheriff's Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop, monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares. Jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty paganism you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty eyes, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. What's a Muppet? Well, it's not quite a mop, and it's not quite a puppet, but man. <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know.